Praise the Lord, everyone. Service time. Welcome, everyone, to Wednesday Bible Study. Those watching on the live stream, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in this evening. We didn't have a major weather change, but major, major. The wind was uh, really blowing and busterous today. Of course, oh, this morning, whoo, wasn't that something? Anybody, uh, the downpour that we had this morning was just something else. I was on my way into work, and and it was just coming down, and I done made my mind up. I was going to sit in the truck when I got in the parking lot to let up so I could get in without being soaked and everything, but it did let up, so I thank the Lord for that, and then it was just putting up with that wind. It was, what, I don't know, around 60 or something this morning, and it quickly changed to, to 40. Up there in uh, Indiana where I go, it was down to 34 when I was up there. So we have we have these times, these seasons, where it will get warm and nice and think it's going to be spring, and then it uh, quickly drops back down and have, uh, have some cool weather. But, but that's just part of the seasons. We thank the Lord for keeping us, uh, protecting us, uh, and... Uh, I definitely thank the Lord for his uh, protection on the road, and uh, I've been talking to Michelle the last couple of days. I've really been just frustrated and stressed, if you want to call it that, with the way people have been driving this week. It's, man, it's just so erratic and crazy, and I'm, I'm feeling like if I'm if I'm uh, seeing that and being around that, then a lot of you are too, so I just uh, really... Uh, want to, as we open up in prayer, uh, I'm asking the Lord to uh, just to bless each and every one of us through, as we travel on the road. It, it is stressful. It, it's frustrating. And it, it happened just coming here to church. You know, you, you try to get focused on uh, the things of the Lord. And it's like the way, the way, just specifically the way people drive, it gets you irritated, frustrated. And, you know, you feel like just joining right in there with them and running them off the road. And, <laughs> And you know, and we're gonna have to, to have an altar service tonight. Yeah. We're gonna have to have an altar call. <laughs> I had to, I, I had to apologize. I'm, I'm honest truth. I had to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I don't need to be this way. But you know, but I, but in all seriousness, I, I do uh, ask the Lord to help each and every one of us. You know, with uh, being on the road and travel, not on just not only the protection, but just you know, keeping a keeping our sanity about us while we drive. It just just to keep our sanity. So that's the first prayer request tonight. Lord, help, help us keep our sanity. But is there anyone that has a special uh, spoken request you want to mention? Yes, brother. about that we definitely remember those in prayer yes oh yes yes okay yeah 
had uh, definitely been on uh, prayers and thoughts of mine that uh, that they find this young uh, this young boy. Uh, said he's autistic and just uh, heard this morning, I guess, that he had left barefoot, um, didn't even have shoes on, and of course that weather we had. So we really hope that um, the, they find him soon. Can I see some other hands? Yes. need to continue to remember Brother Randy in prayer. He's still in the hospital. You know, we reported Sunday that they uh, drew over 20 pounds of fluid off, and they've, they've since Sunday they've had to draw, gotten up quite a bit more. And uh, so uh, uh, he's, like I said, still on hot. He'll probably be in there the rest of the week, and then if he gets strong enough and able to get out, he's going to have to go through about 12 weeks of some type of uh, uh, treatment or therapy or something uh, about his heart. So let's, he's still very much in need of our prayers, and let's remember him as well. All right, let's uplift him in our prayers this evening. Anyone else with a special statement of prayer? Yes, sir. All right, I guess we'll uplift her name in our prayers tonight. him in our prayers. Prayer does work. Uh, uh, I def, uh, definitely want to encourage those who uh, at, at our workplaces, you know, to you know, tell them that we'll pray for them. I'm sure you probably hear it too. You, you mentioned some. I remember you in prayer and they're like surprised or something like that, you know. Um, but uh, it's, it's good that they know that uh, we will pray with them and mention them in prayer. So, Anyone else with a special this evening? All right, how about an unspoken request, uplifted hand? The Lord knows every need, every situation. Let's just stand this evening and go to the Lord in prayer and uh, mention uh, these requests and unspoken requests and just, just ask the Lord to have his way in our service tonight and uh, just let his perfect will be done. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now giving you praise and glory for all things. We're so thankful today, Lord, to know that we have you in our corner. We're so thankful to know that you are a healer. You touch us, Lord, when we need a touch. And, Lord, everyone who these spoken requests and unspoken requests, we give to you to handle in your mighty way. Let your perfect will be done in every situation, Lord. We may not understand it some ourselves, but, Lord, we just want your perfect will to be done in every situation. Those who are in a hospital, Lord, we ask you to touch their bodies, strengthen them right now. Heavenly Father, those who couldn't be here tonight for sickness, Lord, touch them, Lord. Comfort those who need comfort this evening, Lord. And, Lord, we just invite you into this house tonight, hallelujah, to have your mighty way. We are here to praise you. We are here to worship you. We are here to glorify your name. Your name is the name above every hallelujah. name. Hallelujah. hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Trials and situations that will come and they will go, but we are here to uplift your name, to praise you. So we just glorify you tonight and give you praise and glory for everything. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand clap as Sister Kessie comes to lead worship tonight. Yeah. 
Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I kneel in prayer, I know I'll meet him there. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. He hears you. He hears you. Sometimes, Sister Tina, we don't feel like it sometimes, but he hears us. And he meets us right there. Hallelujah. And he's ready to lift our countenance. He's ready to lift us up. Hallelujah. When we kneel in prayer to him, I'm so thankful that he's my friend. I'm so thankful to hold his hand and he leads me and guides me. He is the light. Hallelujah. Yeah. See, the devil wants you to keep you in darkness so you can trip and falter and, and get hurt and, 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 and wish you could just give up. But Jesus is the light. He is not going to lead you in the darkness. He is the light. Hallelujah. So you can see what's coming. You can see where you're going with him. You can follow him. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. That one just stirred it up there. Didn't it? Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I know some of y'all felt it there. I'm, I could tell by the way y'all was worshiping. I thought it was about to, about to get unruly around here. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen, amen. Y'all watching at home, y'all ought to be hooping and hollering and clapping and praising as well. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise His holy name. I'm trying to simmer down. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I just felt His presence so much during that time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to try to uh, make a couple announcements real quick if I can. Uh, this, uh, uh, this coming Sunday is going to be the first Sunday of the month. Um, so uh, that will be Missionary Sunday. So uh, remember that this coming Sunday. Uh, that will be our Missionary Sunday, and uh, this will be Missionary Conference Month. We're about to be in the month of March, and so March the 20th, 21st, 22nd will be Missionary Conference over at FAC, and so we're looking forward to that. The nightly services will be at 7 p.m. 
just later on into March. It'll be here before you know it, really. It's only about three weeks away. Tomorrow's the last day of February, leap year, though, so it's the 29th tomorrow on this year. And so uh, remember Missionary Sunday on Wednesday, a week from today. A week from today will be the first Wednesday night, and so that is our prayer meeting night, our corporate prayer. And so if you have a prayer request that you want to uh, jot it down and uh, leave it on in the, on the box or on the welcome desk, we uh, collect all those and we pray over any uh, written prayer request on next Wednesday. Uh, we will be uh, praying for all those that are wrote down, so don't forget that. If you want something specifically wrote down, we will be praying for that. We are thankful for those who are able to be here for our corporate prayer. Uh, we need to be doing this, and uh, and it, it is a great thing to come together in corporate prayer and pray for specific things together as a church body, and then we uh, also pray for uh, other needs as well. But the Lord moves in a mighty way, uh, and we need uh, to, uh, just like the song we sing, when we kneel in, in, uh, before him in prayer, he meets us there. So we're uh, thankful for that, looking forward to that next week. Praise the Lord. All righty, we have a few minutes there. Uh, last week, I come around with the microphone, and I'm going to do the same thing tonight. So if you have a testimony that you would uh, like to share, Pray. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Getting unruly. <laughs> I'm just thankful for what I feel tonight in the way of the Lord. I tell you that, oh my God, that song, I tell you, just praising the Lord and oh, we'll meet him in prayer. Hallelujah, glory to his name. I am so thankful for feeling what I feel tonight. I'm so thankful that we have a no-soul salvation, that we can feel him no matter where we're at. We can still feel him and praise him and give him glory. We can always testify for him. Hallelujah, and be the light that he would want us to be. Be his light. Oh, I'm so thankful. I praise him. I give him. Oh, I can't read this right. Yes. <laughs> praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Great to know we have a no-soul salvation. Thank Brother you, Paul Jesus. Paul over standing. Hallelujah. Yeah, we need to give a devil a black eye with, a, with some good testimony tonight, huh? Yeah, we need to get, go ahead and give a devil a black eye, brother. Hey, I am so proud to be here tonight. I feel like a new man. Well, not that new, but, <laughs> but almost. Almost. I'm telling you, Lord, it's really been so good to me. You know, I found out today that uh, I had to go back to my heart doctor, and he said, you're doing great, but I found out that I had pneumonia when I was in the hospital real bad. And uh, I didn't know that. But uh, God brought me through that too. And he touched and healed my body. And I thank you for that. You know, God is so good to us. You know, we really cannot call upon him. I mean, we have really got to get right to so that we can talk to him. And it's hard. Because these old fleshly bodies, we fight them every day. Hey, I fight this body every day. But you know, God has really blessed me, and I thank you for that. And I got one. 
I want y'all to remember me in prayer next week. Uh, I'm going out of town by myself, and they don't really like it, but there ain't much they can do about it because <laughs> I'm old enough to take care of myself. So, anyway, God is good. Amen. Hey, all the time. He has blessed me and blessed me and blessed me, and I thank him for that. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Anybody else want to give a devil a black eye? He's been, on, he's been on a prowl, so somebody needs to praise Jesus. It's, it's awesome being in the presence of God, and we can be in the presence of God anywhere we want to be, anywhere we are. We can, we, it's great to come together with our brothers and sisters, but it's, uh, when we can't get to come together, it's awesome to know that we can do the same thing at home or at the park or anywhere we are. We can be driving down the road and have a, have a good praising time. We can be walking anywhere and have a good praising time. We can, if we got the Holy Ghost in us, we can talk to Jesus anytime. And, and most of the time when I start talking to him, my language changes. I don't know half the words I'm saying. But a lot of times I, I get the interpretation. I, I know I understand what I'm saying. It just it just comes out a different way. But but it's awesome just to be able to talk to the Lord and know what he knows what's going on. He knows everything we're, we're going through. He knows all the problems we got. And we don't have to really explain all that. We just have to get close enough and just talk to him in, in his language. And, and that, that's, that's, that's wonderful. It's wonderful that we can do that. But God is just wonderful he, all the time. Like I said, he is awesome. And that word awesome, I sort of don't use that very often, but I use it to describe Jesus. I use it to describe God. That's, that's, a, that's a powerful word, and we need to use it sort of discreetly. And don't just, it, it's not awesome weather. It's not awesome benches. It's not awesome building. It's, it's awesome God. Yes. And he is awesome. He that's is good. awesome. Yeah. He can do anything, anytime for anybody. If they ask and believe, expect. They can get it, yes. but I'm just proud. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Sister Mary. Oh, praise him. Thank him again for this day. I was thinking, I saw Sister Darlene getting happy up there. There's just nothing like those old songs. There's just nothing that moves you like those old songs. That's I love right. the new ones too, but I love those old songs because yeah. that's what I was brought up under it's funny, you never forget most of the lyrics of those old songs. Um, one thing I do want to say is that I, I would like, I, I think I told Sister uh, Darlene that I, I would like y'all to pray for my grandson and my, my daughter and my son-in-law, but I've really been talking to him, uh, and I know God's moving. He's really, really moving, but they're being fought. That devil is on the move. He's still a liar. He's still a punk, but they, God's moving. Yeah. He's working hard. Um, but, you know, we really have so many reasons to praise God. I was thinking about something I think you said Sunday was that, um, you know, we, there's so much that we don't even know that God has protected us from. That we Some things we know that we know that was a God thing, but there's so many things that God has protected us from that we don't even know about. And that's for that alone we have to praise Him. And I was just saying, you know, to Chan that we, we are overcomers by the word of our testimonies. And I'm, I have overcome so many things, and there's so many other things I'm going to overcome. And I'm going to stand on that, and I'm going to claim that. And I speak healing, and I speak life, and I speak, I speak the Holy Ghost on my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandkids. 
Yes. And I speak a church filled with power mm. and the Spirit. Maybe if, even if it's not this one, I speak that and I claim it, and I want y'all to agree with me on that. And I see God working, yeah. you know, but that pump's working too. But God's still going to take care of it, and I'm just so thankful for that. And I know that it's because we're doing all we can do to be faithful, and so He's, he's working on that. And I'm so thankful, and I praise Him for it. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Sister Margie was talking there and talking about how the, the devil's always uh, working and moving and within um, her family. I know there's uh, many families within our church that the uh, the devil is really fighting and coming against right now because there's a lot of family members who uh, is feeling the Lord. They're noticing the Lord more, and they're ready to make a move, and, and they're curious. And I, I really feel that in my spirit, that, and that they're wanting to make a move. But the, uh, the only way I can describe it, based, uh, based on what I do for a living, drive a truck, I'm trying to be quick. Sometimes when you, you push the brakes, uh, the air brakes in, the your wheels are supposed to move and turn, but sometimes you get lag. Sometimes there's not enough air in the in the braking system to completely release the brakes, and you you feel that drag on your trailer as you're trying to move. You feel it holding you back. You feel like you, you can't get forward momentum going, so you got to stop, and you got to figure out why there's not pressure building. could be many reasons, but you got to fix that problem so that you can continue to move forward. And, that, and that's how, how the devil is, is moving and working right now. He's putting a drag on you, Sister Marge. He's trying to hold you back. He's trying to hold her families back from uh, moving and working in the Lord. But we're, but we're going to come against that right now in the name of Jesus. The Lord rebuked the devil and his attempts right on our now, family. Lord, right now, He's coming against our families right now, trying to hold them yes, back. The Lord, Lord rebuke him right now. We call we the Lord a, of the host name. of armies yeah. right now upon the devil. Hallelujah. That Hallelujah. prince of the power of the air, we come against him in the name of Jesus. That our families who are curious right now, who are motivated and uh, calling on Jesus, when they call on his name, there will be no drag there will be no hindrance. The devil has to let go and be loose right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. I speak Jesus over each and every family right now in the mighty name of the Lord who has family, kids or grandkids who is curious about the Lord. They have a, they, there's, there's a desire there that, there that hadn't been there before and the devil's trying to create a drag and hold that back. But in the name of, the, in the name of Jesus right now, it will not be so. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, we better move on so we can get Pastor up here uh, teaching. Hallelujah. We're going to uh, receive the uh, offering for this evening. It is going for the missions conference, correct, still? So uh, if you are going to pay online there, uh, give an offering online, pay, I say pay like it's your obligation. If you're going to bless the church with an offering, it will be going toward the uh, missions conference. So uh, just remember that everything we collect up until then will be for mission uh, missionaries. So praise the name of the Lord. And if you want to greet one another as you bring your offering, you're welcome to do that. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise and glory. Uh, for everything, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for the, our missionaries. And as we receive this offering tonight, Lord, we ask just to bless the missionary, bless the offerings that are all received, and uh, just let it 
just let the triple and quadruple fold it from what it was last year, Heavenly Father, for our missionaries. We thank you for them. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. amen. God bless you as you give this evening. I love you, man.
food. Well, God has been moving in our midst tonight. It's been, the worship was tremendous and then testimonies, hallelujah. And some people fail to understand how important our testimony is. Uh, I heard somebody one time was saying that, um, well, our, our life we live is our, is our best testimony. Well, I can, I can understand that, but the Bible says that we are made overcomers by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. So our word, the testimony, God uh, uh, appreciates it when we testify because when we testify, we're giving glory and praise unto him. Hallelujah. And I'm just so thankful. We want to welcome those that are watching online. Uh, I hope you was able to get a hold of some of that fire that we had burning down here early in the worship. Uh, I agree with Sister um, Marjorie. You can't beat them old-fashioned songs. Hallelujah. Man, them old-fashioned songs has brought me through a lot of hard trials. Amen. I thank God. Praise the Lord for it. Well, we're in the book of Ephesians, and tonight we're going to be moving into the second chapter of Ephesians. And I've titled our lesson, God's Four Acts of Mercy. Now, I realize that there's a whole lot more than four acts of mercy God has shown to us, but in dealing with the scriptures that we're dealing with tonight, there are four acts that God um, has done, and it's come through his mercy that we are blessed with. If you can make out that little picture there um, uh, on your handout, uh, Jesus, that's Jesus reaching his hand under the water to pick Peter back up when Peter was sinking because he got his eyes off of Jesus and on the wind. Uh, he, wa he was walking on water. Peter's the only human that's ever walked on water like Jesus. He walked for a little ways. Until he got his eyes off Jesus, that, that, that ought to tell us something, that we should always keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. Not on the circumstances around us. But that picture there uh, depicts Jesus reaching down beneath the water, the waves, and catching Peter and pulling him back up. For you that are watching at home, we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to read the first 10 verses. And this is where we're going to get our lesson from. And this is what it reads like. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, 
remember we just got through doing a lot of study about the mind uh, and how that uh, we have to deal with the thoughts of the mind. And we're by nature children of wrath just as others. But God, amen, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love which he hath loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive. Now we're getting into the four acts of mercy. The first one is, and I got it highlighted, the first act of mercy God does for, did for us is he loved us. And remember, that love there is past tense. He loved us. Amen. Even when we were dead in trespasses. And then he made us alive. Original King James Version uses the word quickened, which means he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. The next one is, and raised us up together. And then the fourth one made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not yourself. If any one of us in this building, and if any one of you watching online, are blessed to enter in the gates of heaven, it's going to be what he did, not what you did. Because there's no way I can live to be worthy enough. Amen. If I make it, I've got to give all praise to him. Hallelujah. i got to give the praise to him because it's by grace that we've been saved through faith, not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. You don't have to earn a gift. Amen. A gift is not something that you earn. Amen. And he offered us that. Not a works, lest anyone. Believe me, if we could do it on our own, man, we would be walking around with our head uh, up high and our chest poked out. And, you know, look here what I've done. But if I sat down by the tree of life and talked to you in glory, we're going to be talking about how God brought us through. We're not going to be talking about how we overcome this and overcome that. It's going to be all God. It's going to be all God. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There's so much stuff packed in them 10 verses right there that uh, we could go on for, I don't know, endless time bringing certain things out. So we're not going to be able to do this exhaustively and pull everything out, but we're picking out <coughs> some key points. Now, Apostle Paul, he opens this section of his letter by painting a picture of the former condition of the Gentile believers as being spiritually dead. He starts out, by reminding us the, the condition we was in before we come to Christ. You walked according to the course of this world, uh, and uh, you conducted your life in the lust of the flesh, 
whatever your desires was and all these things and you were spiritually dead, you might have been uh, alive physically, but you was dead uh, uh, spiritually. Uh, I remember uh, the movie uh, The Green Mile uh, and uh, uh, that uh, little upstart uh, <laughs> guard was uh, walking the guy in there and he kept hollering out, dead man walking here, dead man walking, you know. I think I would have turned around and made him dead right quick. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I, I'm um, doing what Brian was talking about, about that traffic earlier. <laughs> Uh, but every one of us was a dead man or dead woman walking before we come to Christ. Every, every one of us, amen. Uh, we were spiritually dead, and our lives were controlled by Satan. Let me stop and say this. Every one of us has got a, got a master that we serve. If you don't serve Jesus, you're serving the devil. You might not, don't like that and won't accept that, but you are serving one or the other. Every one of us are puppets, and somebody is pulling your strings, just like there's somebody up there in Washington that's pulling the president's strings. Amen. Uh, somebody else beside him is running the show. And uh, that's the way it was with all of us before we become uh, Christians. Paul portrays the unbeliever as being separated from God in a desperate need of God's mercy and grace. We were separated from God. And with that thought in mind, I want you to look at this next paragraph I've got written. The greatest punishment for Adam and Eve, uh, Eve's sin was not getting kicked out of the garden. That wasn't their greatest punishment. Or eventually going back to the dust when they physically died. The greatest punishment was becoming disconnected from God. That was their greatest punishment. There was no more fellowship, no more communion or kinship. The inner side of Adam, the spirit man, had died leaving them separated from their creator. That was the worst thing that could ever happen to Adam and Eve, being separated from God. Uh, and Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Think about that. Think about that. Our sins have separated us from God. Uh, and, his, uh, and hid his face from, from us that he won't, uh, will not hear. Being cut off from God, when that happened, it created a power vacuum which allowed Satan to step in and through lust and temptation 
is able to control every unbeliever, I mean, and by that I mean non-Christian, thus making them children of wrath. Amen. They're already children of wrath. It's not something they have to wait for later on. But they're already children of wrath. Amen. So, when they were cut off from God, just think about that. It's a power vacuum created. And the devil stepped in then and he took control. John chapter 3 and verse 36 says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see a life, but the wrath of God abides on him. See, this is all comes from the scripture that we've read uh, where it uh, said that uh, uh, that we fulfilled the lust of the flesh and mind and were by nature children of wrath. By nature children of wrath. And I'm, I'm bringing other Bible scriptures to uh, unite this together. Colossians. Uh, did I say that word right, Sister Darlene? Colossians. Galatians. Give me that one. Colossians chapter six, uh, 3 and verse 6. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. My Lord. But everybody say that next two words. But God. We were cut off from the Lord separated from God, we were, uh, uh, God was in the position, we were in position that God couldn't hear us, we were separated, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which, number one, God's four acts of mercy, he loved us. Go to your next page, page number eight. That's the first act of mercy that we all receive from the Lord. He loved us. The scripture that everybody can, just about every churchgoer can quote, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 is something that I, is a verse I really love. But God, there it is, demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's how God proved his love. That while we were still out there, in the mess of the world, doing everything we were big enough or thought we were big enough to do, God still loved us. Amen. And he demonstrated that love because while you was in that mess, he paid the sacrifice. So can you see that his love for us is an act of mercy? Not anything we deserve, but it's an act of mercy. 
for he loved us. Let's let's give some other scriptures about uh, uh, that one other. First John chapter four and verse ten. In this love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. Did I say that word right? Propitiation. All right. Uh, it's kind of hard because I forgot something tonight. <laughs> well, glory. Uh, not that we love God. There was a time in my life and there was a time in your life that you never thought about loving God. God wasn't on your mind. But even in that time, his love was so great, he loved you. That Brother Paul, that's why if anybody comes in the house of God in this church, we need to open up to them and love them. No matter what they sound like, no matter what they smell like, no matter what they look like. Hallelujah. Don't try to clean a fish before you catch it. But a lot of people are like that, ain't they? And we all are on different spiritual levels. Everybody, just like a child. Now, we had, we had three, and none of the three grew the same way. I won't call no names, but there were some we had more trouble with than the others. And it's the same thing, Brother Paul, with the Lord. There's some of us he has more trouble with than the others. <laughs> Amen. But while, while we were sinners, he loved us. So the first act of mercy is that he loved us. I'm so glad he loved us. And the second act of mercy, he made us alive. He quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. And I've got the scriptures that bring this out, what this is. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Amen. So we were dead, but he made us alive. And not just alive, but alive together with Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Hallelujah. Glory. He made, he quickened us, he made us alive. And then again in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-given spirit. Who was the second Adam? Jesus. The Bible calls him the second Adam. He became a life-given spirit. He made us alive. That's, that's the next uh, act of mercy for us in condition, and I'm looking at my time, I'm trying to get on through this. The third one 
is raised us up together. Now, what in the world does this mean? Now, you'll see the scripture in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. We, we read that in the beginning. But this is it in the New Living Translation. That's what that NLT is. Look how it reads. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because uh, of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ. Hallelujah. That's what being raised up together with Jesus means. It means a resurrection, a spiritual resurrection. Being raised up together with Christ is a spiritual resurrection. We were born dead as we have previously discussed. So there needed to be a resurrection and this occurs after we are buried with uh, with Christ, then like God raised up Jesus, he likewise raised us up together with him. And I put in here the best scriptures to, to point this out is the scriptures that we always read to people right before we get them baptized. Romans 6 and uh, the first five verses. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized unto Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, like God raised up Christ by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For we have been, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, that's water baptism, we shall also in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. He raised us up. That's an act of mercy. When you went down in that water in Jesus' name, you did not deserve nothing to, to be resurrected. But he acted mercy because you obeyed him. Hallelujah. So this being raised up together is a spiritual resurrection. And then the fourth one and the final one made us sit together. Now I told you when I first started teaching in Ephesians, one of my main aims is to get everybody to understand who you are in Jesus, who you are. Uh, a lot of the things that the devil gets the upper hand on people, they, he does it because he keeps them blindfolded to who they are in Christ. Amen. Once you realize who you are in Christ, you're going to have more boldness to stand up against that old, my daddy used to call him old Slewfoot. Say, no, devil, you ain't, you, you're not having control here. Amen. Just like, just like what Sister Marjorie's doing right now with, uh, with, with 
family and everything of different ones who's been asking for prayer that we've been praying for. Realize who you are in Christ. Being seated together with Christ in heavenly places is a positional phrase. It represents a position. Our position in Christ is already an established fact. But we need to exercise the authority that brings to us in that position. If you're in a position, if you're in the position of leadership on your job, that position will do no good if you don't take the authority that comes with it. Amen. Whatever that may be. Uh, and made us sit together in heavenly places with Christ. It's a position that you have because you have been raised up and you're in the newness of life. Uh, we need to exercise the authority that belongs to us in that position of reigning with Christ over principalities and power before it will profit us. You've got to realize that. Now, our seating and reigning with Christ is a position of authority, honor, and triumph, not failure, depression, and defeat. Some people think, well, I know the Bible says we're going to reign with him forever by and by. It ain't all of the by and by. You're in the position of reigning with him right now. You're in the, realize who you are with Christ. Once you do that, the devil will be less likely to try to come against you because he, he knows what kind of weapons you got in your disposal that you're liable to pull out against him. Look at... Um, Ephesians and uh, uh, the uh, uh, W-E-Y translation, Weymouth, I think is uh, what that is, raised us up with him from the dead and enthroned us with him in the heavenly realms as being in Christ Jesus. When he raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places, See, the Bible says right now Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the majesty on high. He's on that throne, the throne that he was on before he become a man and came to earth. But when you got raised up with Christ, guess who's sitting on the throne beside you? You are. You're reigning. It's, it's not later, but you're reigning with him right now. So, God enthroned us with Jesus in the heavenly realms. Our reign with Christ has positionally already begun. It's not just a future date in time. Hallelujah. Think about, and I want you to study on these four things this coming week and when you do your own personal Bible study and, or whatever. And especially the last one, get the understanding of who you are in Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you're going to have, when you do that, you're going to have more power. You'll be, be able to learn to use that authority. You don't have to be a preacher 
to rebuke the power of the devil. You got Jesus' name resting on you, and you can rebuke the devil. You don't have to call uh, you know, somebody else for you. There'll be times that you won't have someone come upon you so quick that you're going to have to call upon Jesus yourself. But here's the beauty of it. You got the authority to do that. Hallelujah. You got the authority to do that. Believe me, Sister Darlene used to say that on me all the time. She's going to say, I'm telling my daddy on you. That's all she's going to encourage me with. Amen. Appreciate everybody coming out. Appreciate again those that are watching online. Hope and pray that everybody will uh, have a blessed rest of the week. Uh, when you think about Brother Paul, remember him in prayer as he'll be taking a drive up. And you won't be driving alone, brother. God's going to be right there with you. And uh, don't don't let him be the co-pilot. You let him be the pilot, all right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's all pray and thank God for the service. Father, we come tonight and we thank you and praise you. We had a tremendous service tonight, God. The worship was uh, just great and the testimonies and everything. Let everybody leave here strengthened and in the power and the authority that you've given us all. Keep everybody safe on the road as they head home. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, Amen. Amen. God bless you in Jesus. Hallelujah.